Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Many of us, again, are kind of new to Awaken in maybe the last month or so. Like, this is like, all right, there's a lot of us. And so what we try to do, because we're brand new, is really help understand what we're doing here, why we're doing here, what's important here. And what's important right now is that we kind of um, deconstruct what has been in a lot of American churches, and it's called man of God syndrome, and where you have one man of God who preaches all the time and teaches all the time and has the authority over everything. And listen, we need men of God. We don't just need one Man of God. That's where things can get a little odd. Things get a little weird, okay? Because you're, ultra, you're, you're depending on somebody else for your breakthrough, and you're not cultivating your own voice, your own authority, and your own prayer life. We're a church that is not going to platform one man. Um, we are going to platform multiple people that have the gift of God, the call of God, um, the word of the Lord, and it's actually part of who we are as a culture. Last year, across our awakened campuses, we had over 100 different ministers preaching, and that's kind of normal. We start in connect groups. Connect's very important where we can cultivate our gifts, cultivating pastoring, cultivating leadership, cultivating how to pray. That's why we come to men's prayer every Tuesday at 5.30 in the morning, men. We've had 50 guys, 50-plus 50 guys um, praying and contending and believing. Listen, this isn't like singing kumbaya prayers. This is like war. It's like strength and honor, gladiators showing up, like ready to do some work. Okay, prayer is like epic. And so, but what happens in there is you raise voices and you start to see, man, when that guy prays, I feel the presence of God. Man, when that guy gets a word from heaven, it, it brings relief, it brings breakthrough. And so we're cultivating and developing leaders here. And so this is one of our, about three times a year, we do what's called a three by 10. And that's where we've been watching a few people. And we're like, I wanna hear a little more. Not quite ready to hand them the whole service. But we want to give them a little piece of the action. You know what I mean? I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. <laughs> little taste of the glory. Everybody who quotes Nacho Libre actually thinks they're pretty good at it. I'm not sure if I really am, but I think I am. But a couple things. We're in Connect kind of month where we're inviting you to come be a part of community. That's how you keep big church small in community. And so hosted after today is going to be a big connect party. Hang around. There's food. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, but it's also coming into Pathfinder season. Okay, we currently have an apprenticeship where we have 12 people that had to fight and scrap to get into this program. Um, they meet every Tuesday. I think they're in week six um, of season 12. And so, um, and, and we, we raise people, we don't just raise pastors and preachers, but the people that pastor and preach can bring the goods. 
but we believe that you're supposed to bring the goods into every sphere of culture. And so we are raising people to have a voice in athletics and, and education and wherever there needs to be some right people in authority, okay? And so uh, the three people we have are all um, significantly a part of our Pathfinder community. I'm going to introduce all three of them, and then we're going to turn them loose and let them roll out here. Okay, uh, so first of all, up first, we have none other than Nate Bittner. Now, Nate Bittner is a big reason we're even here in Boise. I, I don't know if you know this, but about a year and a half ago, at one of our men's Emerge Conference in a tent with another 2,500 dudes, because our Emerge Conferences are crazy, and God speaks to men there, he sows a $40,000 seed believing that God would come and Awaken would come to Boise. So him and Julie, they do everything. They led a team of 70-plus men down to Emerge last year. Um, they oversee our youth right now. We got a whole bunch of youth hanging out. We like young people. We like young people. Um, they, um, they're incredibly faithful. He's a really handsome guy. After Nate, we're going to bring up Hallie Meyer. Mm-mm-mm-mm. There's not one person I have met on the planet that grows faster um, than Hallie. She is on a track with God, and she's got planted here. She's going to tell her story. I'm not going to share it, but uh, we've watched her work closely. She built the apprenticeship program and uh, oversees it now. We've had a ton of graduates. She is a beautiful soul, but she's more than a business girl. This girl has a gift for ministry, and so we're going to draw that out of her. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to bring it home with Gary Johnson. Ay, 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 ay. One of the most gifted ministers on planet Earth is up here in Boise, and he happens to just attend the 11 with you. And his name's Gary Johnson, and he is an extraordinary man and father. Um, but what we do here, listen, as a church, we lean in. Trust me, the nine was crazy. It was electric. Me and Melissa just pinching each other. I probably stood up more during the 9 a.m. than I have in all the services we have because it's just we engage. Like what you engage in, our job is to pull the gold out of these guys. Is anybody ready for the three by 10? Come on, we only do like three of these a year. What's welcome up? Batting leadoff, Nate Bittner. Come on, Awaken Church. Good Lord. Well, it is Pathfinders Week. We've got Pathfinders Night on Monday. If you guys don't know what Pathfinders is, the, the way I see Pathfinders is Pathfinders is the war horse that carries the warriors of the kingdom into territory for Awaken Church. So if you want to know more about Pathfinders, shameless plug, Monday night at 6. Yeah. And yeah, next Monday, sorry, next Monday. Guys, um, the breath of heaven is in here today. My, my message from the 9 a.m. was a little bit different, but I just feel there's something in here. There's something in here. I'm sure you guys feel it during worship. Um, and I, I just want you guys to really lean in, not to what I'm saying, but what the Spirit is whispering during this time together. And I just feel that there's going to be some breakthrough in some of you. 
okay? There's a message for everyone, but I feel there's going to be real breakthrough for some of you. So I just want to invite Holy Spirit, breathe in this room. Blow like a mighty wind. Speak to every heart, every mind. Open us up to hear your word and your revelation in Jesus' name. Guys, I'm going uh, to start with the name of my message as I turn off my pad here. Is called Battle Born, Not Battle Worn. Say it again, Battle Born, Not Battle Worn. And I'm going to read a verse out of Jeremiah 1.5 and then verse 10. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Skip into verse 10. See, I've set you over nations and over kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little bit to that just as I read it. I've pointed you over nations and over kingdoms to root out evil, to pull down strongholds, to destroy the works of the enemy, to throw down the lies and curses of the enemy, to build my kingdom and to plant yourself by living water. Can we get that, that first slide, Simon? Oh, it's already up there. Was that behind me the whole time? Okay. So when I read that, this is, this is how I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm ready for battle. Like God, God made me for battle. I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, when you look at that guy, you can just tell, like he feels confident under that suit of armor, right? And, uh, and you just feel like, you know, when you're, when you're young and, and you have the whole world ahead of you, that, that this is how you feel. Like I, I haven't been to battle yet, but, but I'm ready. I know I got a call of God on my life. I know there's a purpose on my life. I, I know I'm being pulled to something. And, and, and then life happens. Does anybody think that God didn't know life was going to happen? <laughs> do, do you think that he called you to do all these things and he thought your armor was going to stay clean and shiny? Oh, wow. do, do, you think that he, do you think that he has all this grace and mercy and forgiveness and love and restoration and, and all these things that God is? That there's, the love is, is it's unexplainable. Do you think he had all that? And, and didn't have in mind that we're going to go through trials and tribulations and brokenheartedness and, and all these things that just feel terrible and, and try to beat us down? No, absolutely not. But, but we believe the lies. And I'm, I'm going to speak to, to our youth specifically, but also everyone else. I started life feeling like I had shiny armor, feeling like I was ready to tackle the world, feeling like all my dreams could come true. Those little thoughts when you're young about, you know, I'm gonna have this job and I'm gonna have this family and I'm gonna drive this car and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an impact in the world. That's what I thought I was gonna look like. But then life creeped in. The destroyer, destroyer creeped in. The one who's here to steal, kill and destroy. And at 12 years old, I lost my identity. Found out that my biological father was gay and dying of AIDS. He had abandoned myself and my mom for a selfish lifestyle that led to a ton of rejection. I saw him a few t handful of times my whole life and I carried that rejection and that shame and it, and it twisted my identity. And starting at 12 years old, porn addiction, 
everything overly sexualized because I had to prove myself as a man. I wanted to prove to the world that I wasn't like my dad. I had to prove to the world that I was big and strong and manly. Because, you know, when you're insecure, you have a big mouth. And I told everybody in school, my dad's got AIDS. And some of you weren't alive back in the late 80s, early 90s, but that, that was a big deal. That word was a cuss word, and it was a damning to death. And it meant that you were either a needle pusher or a homosexual. And they were also pushing this whole thing of it's hereditary, not the disease, but the sexual orientation. And that was a lie from the enemy that I believed. So I was hell-bent on proving myself as a man. And I destroyed myself. I destroyed the girls that I went after. This, this led to scars and bruises. And if you want to pull up that next slide, Simon. So this, this is what I began to look like. Beat up. Going through some battles. Feeling like life is beating me down. But I decided to double down. I decided to double down with sin, thinking that if I could camouflage myself in more sin, that maybe I could hide from God. I could hide from my true calling. I could hide from what I've dreamed of the things that God planted in my heart for me to be and do and accomplish in his kingdom that, that I could potentially hide from him. But you can't hide from God. And so two divorces later and children that I made and couldn't see and battled for and addictions and failed businesses. I lost everything I ever owned three times in my life. I don't even have pictures of my youth. My mom probably does, but I have nothing. I don't have yearbooks. I don't have anything. I lost it all because I thought I could run from God and his purpose on my life, but he was constantly pulling me, constantly pulling me, constantly pulling me, constantly pulling me. He guides us. He, he doesn't leave us alone, but he's also a gentleman. So, so when you're walking and you're walking out of his path, he just gently pushes you and nudges you. Nate, Nate. You should have died that, that accident. You should have died. I saved you. Nate, you should have committed suicide when you had that gun to your head sitting on your balcony in the apartment. But I, I kept you from pulling that trigger. You should have pulled the trigger on her when you thought you were going to because you thought it was the only way to escape her. But I kept you from doing that. You should have lost your career, but I kept you from that. He was constantly pulling me into my purpose. And at 37 years old, I finally turned my face toward him and said, I surrender. I'm done. I met my beautiful, amazing, anointed wife, Julie. Yeah. There's nothing that she can't accomplish in this world, or any of you for that matter. But God saw the gold in both of us, and he used us to restore each other. <clears throat> So now I look at this, and yeah, there, there was a lot of bloody messes underneath that armor over the years. There's a lot of scars, a lot of chinks, a lot of mended metal, a lot of, a lot of damage, a lot of bruises. But God's restored those things. And I don't need to be shiny. I'm proud of those battle scars. Because you know what I look at when I see this guy? Yeah, he looks a little beat up on the outside, but that's a guy that can take territory. 
that's a guy right there that I'll go to battle with. That's a guy that'll fight for the families and fight for his kids and fight for the kingdom. That's a guy that will build the kingdom of God fearlessly and nothing that the devil tried to do would take him out. That's who that guy is. That's who that guy is. Listen, the enemy doesn't have to destroy you. He doesn't have to kill you. He doesn't have to make you pull that trigger. All the enemy has to do is make you believe that you're not worthy to kneel before the high king, that you have to be perfectly shiny to kneel before the high king. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because this is what God wants. He wants you to take your brokenness and take your fear and your anxiety and your thoughts of suicide, the drug addictions, the porn addictions, everything that's bound you, he wants to use it. He didn't make you have it, but he knew it was coming because this is a broken world and he wants to pull you into your destiny. Guys, if there's anything that I can leave with you this morning is that your destiny, your purpose God's perfect plan of your life is never destroyed. You're never disqualified. Every broken place, every broken thing, every fear, every lie, every disappointment, every time you were passed over, God is using that to build you, to bring you into what he has for you, to bring you into the purpose. And all you need to do is fully surrender. I'm a man fully surrendered. I got a beautiful wife. I got a beautiful family. I got a youth ministry that we're growing. I'm super excited about. I got a church in Boise. I came from Sacramento, California. God sent, sent us to Boise and said, make a church. I don't know how to make a church, but I found a church. I found a church that God was moving in. And I said, God, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And look, a year later, we're sitting in a miracle. I'm out of time. But I want to urge you, when the altar call comes today, when that time comes, the thing you're feeling, I heard Eric, I heard Kelly, I heard Leslie, and I heard Lincoln. I don't know if any of those people were in here, but those are the names that I heard. And I'm telling you, not just them, but all of you, if you feel that tug on your heart during the altar call, get up here. Get up here. Get some prayer. Get in community. Get the freedom that you need. And I'm going to hand this mic over to the awesome anointed Hallie. Nate, that was absolutely incredible. Thank you for being so willing to share everything, knowing that transformation for other people is on the other side, and um, just also being so relatable that who you see today is not who it's always been. So absolutely incredible. And thank you to our incredible campus pastors, Pastor Colin and Melissa Higginbottom. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to your delegation, to speak to your delegation. That's not the right word. I really like delegating. So your congregation and your people. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't take this opportunity lightly to share from this platform. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend that like I know any of the battles fought and won for this platform to be created. So thank you so much. Um, I'm going to start by praying. 
you know, we've been talking a lot about fear and anxiety, and I've just been swatting some mindsets away before walking up here. So, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that we belong to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that this congregation is ultimately yours and that you love every single person sitting in here today and that you have something specific for them. I thank you that you are speaking to them. I thank you that you are opening up their ears to hear you. And I thank you that my words are your words, Heavenly Father, and for you to have your will today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. Well, I want to talk to you guys about how this house truly is a house of transformation. Now, if you've been through DNA, you know that is one of our core values. You know that that is something that this house is built upon, and truly that this house has built me. And it can be the house that builds you as well, as long as you say yes to it. Just like with actual buildings, just like this building, you know, as much as we love the curtains and all the things, <laughs> um, we, you have to, we have to go to the city and get a permit. We have to get permission in order to transform and to build this place in here, right? Just like in our lives, we have to give permission to be transformed and for this house, for God and the people, the community in this room to be the one that transforms us. So how did this house transform me? Well, I walked into this church almost 10 years ago now, which is wild. Um, and I walked in absolutely riddled with anxiety, so shy, didn't know how to start a conversation with anyone, nonetheless, like know how to say hi. Um, I was living under the manipulation and control of a best friend relationship that I didn't know I was under. But, you know, I thought I was having a great life because I was partying, I was doing all the things. Everyone loved to be with me only in that atmosphere, so I thought I always needed to do that. But it actually just created more anxiety, more shyness, more fear, more lies, more control, more manipulation. Um, so to show how this house has built me um, and to show how I've become the woman that gets to stand in front of you today is, you know, I finally joined a connect group after a little bit. And um, I remember multiple times, months on end, this wasn't a one and done deal, driving to connect group. And I already had a 20 minute drive. So the whole drive, it's like, turn around. You, no one wants you there. What are you doing? And then I'd get to the house, and I'd sit in front of the house in my car in the dark. It wasn't a very well-lit street for some reason. And I would sit there, like, shaking. I can't go in. No, I don't know anyone here. Everyone's going to make fun of me. Like I said, this happened for months on end. I knew who was on the other side of the door. I knew that these people loved me. This was, like, they were just lies after lies after lies. But thank God I had a wonderful Connect leader who wasn't just my Connect leader during Connect group, but I know that they saw something within me. And how do I know that? Because they asked me to do a lot of very uncomfortable things. One of those being I had been in the church for about a year, and we were having a young adult Halloween party. And my Connect leader was like, hey, Hallie, um, the Halloween party's coming up. We need some people to serve. Would you like to serve? Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Cool. I'm going to put you on the high team. Excuse me, what? <laughs> I had been, like I said, I'd been in the church about a year, but it, it didn't all just transform in a year, okay? Thank God I gave God 10 years, not just one year, to do something, right? 
So I still was not very good at saying hi to people, but there I was on the high team. It was Halloween, so I didn't wear the orange high shirt, but I still had a lanyard that I was on the high team. So it gives you the jurisdiction that like, it's cool that a stranger is coming up to you and talking to you. But the fear and the lies that in our lobby, just like we have in the sanctuary, had four pillars. I hid behind the pillar by our info booth. I didn't say hi to a single person I didn't know. I was like, nope. Nope, this is not for me. This is not for me. And our pillars are not by our doors. The high team is meant to be at the doors greeting you as you come in. But my connect leader would actually bring people that she met <laughs> over being like, hi, this is Hallie. Hallie, this is Elizabeth. If I was actually hired for the job, I would be fired so fast because I did nothing that was expected of me. A few years later down the line, like I said, this transformation took some time. Um, I was a volunteer coordinator for youth. You guys, if you want to grow in your leadership, join youth ministry. The youth are absolutely amazing. But... I was in charge of calling the people who wanted to serve. They were already interested. They knew someone was going to call them. Don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Like, I don't know why I was put in charge of basically growing the team. <laughs> but fast forward to today, I have the honor and privilege of serving and leading our Pathfinders Apprenticeship, where I get... <laughs> Thanks where I get to lead a team of 70-plus very high-performing leaders. We have over 600 alumni after season 12 is done. We've had 30-plus classes, obviously have grown in my confidence. I kick fear out all the time. I have a vision. I can command a room, and I'm talking to all of you guys. I'd say come say hi to me, but I'm going to come say hi to you. <laughs> didn't start this way and who I am today. I felt so disqualified and that I didn't belong. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just in the right place at the right time. Like as soon as they find someone better, they're going to replace me. I shouldn't actually be here. All the lies, all the lies, all the lies. Because in Romans 12:2, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world partying, having a good time. I have lots of friends. But let God transform you into a new person. Thank God I am a new person today. By changing the way you think, I had to let him into my mind, into my heart. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Serving in Pathfinders, overseeing the Pathfinders apprenticeship, it wasn't right place, right time. Oh, you know, it was an accident. Nope. His will for me is good and perfect and pleasing. I am exactly where I am meant to be in God's will. So what does transformation in, in action look like? Well, it's saying yes to a lot of things you don't want to say yes to in the moment. But I'm so glad I said yes to them. But it takes people also to walk this course with. So I first said yes to Pastor Alex and Rosanna Greenberg as my Connect leaders. The amount of walks... Rosanna took me on to change my stinking thinking, but thank God for her. It was saying yes to Pastor Ashley and Kenny Robbins, who were the youth pastors over youth at the time. 
you know, if you want some firsthand account stories, just go talk to them afterwards. Um, I was saying yes to Awaken You, which is our ministry intensive program that we will have up here in Boise one of these days. It is a pressure cooker of growth. It was saying yes to Pastor Colin and Melissa as their PA for um, their business. It was saying yes to their invitation to help be on the Pathfinders team and then to lead Pathfinders Apprenticeship. So I know that there is more transformation to come and that honestly we never arrive and thank God because there's still some areas that I'm really frustrated about that I cannot wait to transform, honestly. I'm like, when? But I know he's going to transform them and I know he's going to transform you for his will is good and pleasing and perfect. So if you want this house to build you and you want this house to transform you, say yes to the invitation today. But also, if you don't know where to start, my invitation to you all is to come and find me. And I would love to help you. It's starting by accepting the invitation to accept Jesus into your heart. But after that, if you don't know what to do, I am here for you because I know transformation is possible. So thank you so much for this opportunity and let's welcome Gary as he comes. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much. This is amazing. What a way to celebrate Awaken's 18th birthday. And you guys are brilliant. You came for the right service. You know, your reward is you get fried chicken after service, right? You get to hear from the amazing Hallie. You know, she's so sweet, but don't let that fool you. I sat next to her one service, and they said, punch the person next to you. She got a wicked right cross. And thank you, Nate, so much, man, delivering such a powerful word, leading our teenagers, and helping some of us men break free from skinny jeans. I'm not naming names or saying we've arrived, but some of us are working on it. So I'm going to start off and just share just for a few minutes with all of you. Um, and so actually, I forgot to say the title of my message uh, for the first service, so I'll give it to all of you. The title of the message is Gifted. And yes, in case you're wondering, this is a gifted class. So if you've never been part of a gifted class, you are now. So we're going to start out with the Word of God because at Awaken, we like the Bible. So let's bring it up here, First Peter 4.10. So Peter says this, as each one of us has received a gift. How many of you have ever received a gift before? Should be all of us, hopefully. And we've all gotten gifts. You know, some of them uh, are great. Some of them not so great. I remember even uh, when we were first married, uh, I had this amazing idea. I went out and bought Kristen all of these amazing clothes for Christmas. Even a sweater with big, big poofy shoulders. It was awesome. And she opened up all the presents, and I'm just like anticipating this great moment. She looks at me and says, baby, shouldn't have. And I've learned this after many years. When she says that, she actually means that. So this is not what Peter's talking about, though. He's not talking about terrible gifts. He's talking about great gifts. And God gives us the best gifts. So what are the best gifts that he could give to us? He gives himself. 
And so what he's talking about is God puts his very nature into each and every one of us. Now, none of us is the fullness of God, but he puts a piece of us. It's like pieces of a puzzle that he's placed in every single one of us. And why has he done this amazing thing? It says right here, he continues, he says, to minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Listen, God wants to express the fullness. Think about this, the fullness of the glory, the power of God that transforms this earth is implanted in each and every one of us. I'm even reminded of my good friend, Jin. You know, he has an amazing gift to serve. And so he has this like just epic backyard grilling area. When I grow up one day, I want to have a grilling area like that. And he has this mini fridge that he always has stocked. And every person that comes over there, you can't help but have Jin come up to you. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. What can I get you to drink? And he's like running over there and grabbing a drink and bringing it to you, the smile on his face. Hey, are you getting everything okay? And you feel like the biggest person in the world. You feel like you're seen, you're valued. And it's just the most epic feeling. He has a gift to serve people. And this is an example of what Peter's talking about here. Every one of us has been gifted. And so I'm even reminded of Peter here. We all know Peter, right? So he's the guy who's called the rock, right? And so this is uh, the story that goes back where Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, hey, who do you guys say that I am? Or who do people say that I am? And they said, well, you know, some people say that you're a prophet. Some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're a great teacher. And, and Jesus says, yeah, but who do you say that I am? And Peter's the loud mouth who speaks up. And speaks up any loud mouths? Any loud mouths? <laughs> And, and so he, he speaks up and he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus says, yes, your name is no longer Simon, it's Peter. You have a revelation of what's going on on this rock. I'm going to found the kingdom. But the cool thing is he points out a gift. He says to Peter, I'm going to speak something you didn't know about yourself. You see, people are distracted by the miracles and the multiplying loaves and fish, the attacks of the Pharisees, all these things. And you can see through all of it, you can see to the heart of what God is doing. You have a gift, Peter. And so Peter is speaking to all of us. Everybody in the room say, he's speaking to me. And he's saying to each and every one of us, we have been gifted by God. He has placed his very nature in each and every one of us. And it's all different kinds of gifts, you know. For some of us, it's that gift of, serve, of serving like Jen. For, for some people, it, it's a gift to organize. For some people, it's a gift to lead. For some people, it's to encourage, to strategize. For some people, it's to have prophetic vision. There's so many gifts, so many others. But each and every one of us has had the very nature of God put on the inside of us. And I want to say this. You know, uh, the purpose, we're, we're talking a lot about Pathfinders, and a Pathfinders apprenticeship is epic, amazing. It is so, it changed me. I went through season eight a few years ago. And, um, but I, I want to make sure that I say this. Listen, at Awaken, we're much less interested in putting people through a program than we are about getting you into a place of healthy community, building yourself, and awakening the nature of God that's inside of you awakening that very thing. So I'm reminded of a story in, in 2010, and, and a young boy named James, he, he went out with his dad, and for the very first time at three years old, he asked his dad if he could use the metal detector. So they went out to a field, and he begins walking and sweeping the field. Within just a few short minutes, starts beeping. So he tells his dad, hey, dad, there's something here. I need you to dig right here. 
And so his dad starts to dig, and within seconds and under only six inches of soil, his dad finds a box. But this box is not just any box. It's a solid gold box. And so he pulls it up, and he's shocked to find this box, of course, and they go and get it evaluated, and they find that this box is an ancient artifact that's worth $4 million. $4 million after just a few minutes of sweeping. And so, you know, it's an amazing story. And of course, I immediately, I'm like, why have I not gotten my kids a metal detector? (laughs) But the, the other really cool thing about this story is this, that sometimes we need somebody in our life who can see what we don't see. And the reason I say that is because young James was not sweeping the field that was owned by him and his family. This was another man's field. And that man gave permission for them to come into his field and use a metal detector because he was convinced that there was no value in his field. Nothing of value could ever be found in my field. But the truth is this. His field was always worth $4 million. He just couldn't see it. He couldn't see what somebody else. Young James could look at that field and he could see a treasure in there, what that man could not see. And so I I, want to tell you, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. As I went into the Pathfinder's apprenticeship, and listen, I had been at Awaken for seven years, and thank God for Awaken. So many amazing things that happened in those seven years of breaking free of, of mindsets and all these things. But, but even after all of that, I walk in day one, the Pathfinder's apprenticeship, surrounded by giants, dudes all literally just this tall. And, and, but they're even in, the, in, their, in their fields, they're, you know, they're making multi-million dollar deals, and they're, they're changing their industries and they're they're buying real estate holdings all over the country and I'm sitting there like uh yeah I I work in accounting I'm really good on the calculator my spreadsheets are bus you're welcome all you young people I got some young people that help me out with this stuff so uh yeah, look it up later, you'll find out. Or ask somebody who's young, they'll explain it. So, so, you know, I'm just like, honestly, in that moment, in that room, I felt so insignificant. And then even as I'm in that room, and these just great people, and they're like trying to call things out of me, and they're asking like, hey, Gary, what is it that God's put in your heart? What's the passion that God's put in your heart as you're coming into here? And I'm like, well, I have this passion to, to use media to speak into the lives of families, to, to call husbands to be great husbands and, and to be great fathers and, and to, bring a community or, or to bring their family together and make places where you connect deeply with your family. And, I, and I'm But even as I'm explaining this, I'm disqualifying myself. You see, because I never, never forgot about the fact that I was the 13-year-old boy who sat there on his bed, suicidal, counting the days till his parents get divorced. Who am I to talk to anybody about family? And in that environment, I love, Hallie, what you said, the power of saying yes. I said yes to the uncomfortable to surrounding myself with people who could see the gold in the field that I couldn't see, who spoke to the value of a voice that would speak to a fatherless generation and say, we need somebody who's going to speak into fatherhood. We need this voice. And they could see what I couldn't see. And I want to say the same thing to each and every one of you today. There's a voice that God has placed inside of you. You're not too young. And some of us, we might be feeling a little less young than we used to. 
We got a little bit of what I like to call a little more blonde hair in my beard. I'm calling it blonde here, okay? But, but listen, you're ne- it's never too early and it's never too late. Maybe God wants to dig up something we've never seen before. And maybe God wants to activate what we've already seen, but don't even truly understand just how powerful it is. So I want to invite you into the community that we have here that will transform, that will call that gold out of you and not only change yourself, but transform the world that you live in. Listen, if we could all just for a moment, if you would just close your eyes for just a moment. I want to thank you so much, Pastor Colin, for being so, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And even as you were talking about fear and anxiety, and even last night I was telling my wife, I, I was, I was go, trying to go to sleep and I was battling because I could feel spirits of fear that were trying to attack. And I knew this is what it was about, breaking those powers um, off of your life. And so um, I just want to say this first of all. Perfect love casts out all fear. And, and, you know, a lot of times people say the opposite of fear is faith, but it's actually not true. The opposite of fear is love. And we know this because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. If you're convinced that the God who made everything that exists sees you, passionately loves you, cares about every detail of your life, that you would thrive in every moment, fear can't help but run from you. And so I I just want to say something real quick, not only even just about the circumstances that you're facing, but maybe there are some people in here today that you're feeling like, what is inside of me is not enough. And I want to tell you that God is only capable of giving you more than enough. You are more than enough to change every circumstance in your family and in your world. You should flavor the world that you walk into. It's like, you know, when I walk in a room and it smells like bacon and everything's all good. And that's how we should be when we, when we walk into a room that the atmosphere changes, that what God's put on the inside of us transforms everything. And so right now, I just want to say, if there's any person in here that you, that you, um, you feel like I'm not enough, I just feel like I'm not enough. Like there's, there's people that are special, but that's not me. I want you to raise your hand right now, and I want to I pray for you. Just raise your hand. Don't worry. Don't be ashamed. Everyone's got their eyes closed. You're just reaching up to God. And I want to thank you for your honesty. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to fill this place with your atmosphere. And right now I come against every mindset and even every word. I feel like there's some people in here that there's been words that have been spoken over you that have held you in a cell. They've locked you in there and you felt like you can't break free of that. And right now I just want you to say, I release those words from my life. I no longer allow them to dominate my life. I thank you, Father, that you're setting free every person who's been held in bondage in Jesus' name. I release the goodness and the favor of God into their lives. And Father, I thank you that you're pulling us into a community that's calling the gold out of us. That even some of us, for for the first time, and some of us just in new ways, you're showing us the way that the gold that you put into us can impact the world that you placed us in. You destined thousands of years ago for us to be right here, right now, so that we could transform a city and a territory. And I thank you for it right now. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. 
For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.